What's up, everyone? This is episode three of the Track Talk podcast. We are your hosts, Emma and Hannah, and we have a lot to discuss. We have been chatting amongst ourselves for the past couple days, but we know that we need to save some of our thoughts and opinions for a greater audience. Yep. So I'm actually, I don't even really know how you feel about what transpired this weekend. Like, confused. Yeah. There was a lot of highlights and a lot of lowlights. We'll just break down what happened real fast. Sure. Uh, Sergio won, mm-hmm. but Fernando was leading the race for mm-hmm. like five laps. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of unexpected. Mm-hmm. But then Sergio won. And then Max went from 15th to finish second. Mm-hmm. And then we got Fernando Alonso for his second podium of the year, mm-hmm. which is great. I we guess. almost got a George Russell podium. Yeah. That whole penalty issue... That's something else we got to get into. We do have a lot of people who have listened that really know nothing about Formula One. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, the grid penalty for Charles is important to note and the time penalties. Yeah. So going into this weekend, we knew that Charles was going to have a 10 place grid penalty. And that's because they already had to replace. I don't know the parts of a car. We're not mechanics. We're not engineers. But they, the teams are allowed a certain number of replacements for a certain number of parts throughout the season. And with Charles and his car, they already managed to use two of the max two replacements by the end of the first Grand Prix. By the end of the first race, yeah. Which is horrible because he had to take a third replacement. He automatically was given a 10-place grid penalty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he's going to start 10th because we saw him start 12. Yeah, so that just means that wherever they finish in qualifying – um, add, 10 add 10 places to that and that's where they're going to finish or start for the actual race so charles started 12 and then max which we all expected him to start first mm-hmm. had a i don't even know just was a, it an engine failure some sort of failure but mm-hmm. he didn't make it to the last round of qualifying and mm-hmm. he started 15th he really said like i'm gonna i'm gonna battle charles whether like ferrari wants mm-hmm. me to or not mm-hmm. um so yeah he started 15th and both drivers were incredible working their way up through the field. Mm. Charles managed to work his way up faster, Mm -hmm. like jumping six places in Mm -hmm. a very short amount of laps, but Max had more of a long game Mm -hmm. and like knew how to pace out his car a bit better. And so we saw him move move ahead like throughout the entire duration of the race. He was being patient, I would say, which is interesting for Max because he's not. He's not, I know. Um, But also there was a fortuitous safety car. What a word. Yeah, I'm trying it out. <laughs> well, it was for for half of the drivers, it was fortuitous. For our lovely Ferrari boys, it was not because they had just pitted before that. So when and the safety this, car comes out. This happened last year, mm-hmm, but it mm-hmm. was in Ferrari's favor. Exactly. Okay, so explain what happened. Yeah, so so actually, I have no idea what happened to Lance. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Lance knows I don't what happened Lance to Lance. Knows what ha- I don't think Aston Martin knows what happens to Lance. The fact that they had a podium and a DNF is hilarious um but lance didn't he overtake carlos in the first lap yeah he went around the outside that's impossible like i don't understand how he managed to get ahead of carlos that soon Mm -hmm. which just shows like obviously the aston martin the drivers in the aston martin know what they're doing but then something obviously went wrong yeah something definitely went wrong lance was having a really good weekend and uh so anyway so so lance crashes it wasn't a crazy crash I don't even think that a safety car really needed to be deployed, but because Because of, the FIA didn't know where the car went. Yeah, yeah. Um, How do you lose a car? I, they said that the GP, GPS on it showed it on the track. It really was not on the track. 
Um, so bringing the safety car out meant that all the teams um, could essentially get a free pit stop. Because um, they don't lose as much time during a pit yeah. stop as you would normally. Because most of the drivers will be pitting during a safety car. So you're not like getting that like overtaking with a pit stop type deal. Um, but like I said, our Ferrari boys had pitted, I think, a, a one, lap, one before. lap before. So they didn't get that free pit stop, um, which sucks. And uh, Red Bull did. But this happened in reverse last year. Sergio, who started on pole, mm-hmm. pit, had a pit stop. And then immediately after, a safety car was deployed. Mm-hmm. And then Ferrari were able to like stack up on their pit stops yep. and take ahead. Yeah. So when I saw it happen this time, I was like, oh, it's karma. I was like, it's... A little bit. It's, it's okay. I was sad. But then that kind of just set the positions, like the grid positions for the rest of the race. Like, yeah. There really wasn't that much of a battle moving forward. No, I know. And I texted you at one point and I said, oh, we're going to get like a really good race between uh, Max and Charles here. I thought we were. And then that <laughs> didn't lasted. happen. 30 seconds. He just like, he was like, excuse me, bye. And that was it. That was literally it. We need to talk about team orders because there's a lot of people that will just hear clips of the radio and make their own assumptions. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of people think that George Russell ignored team orders and was supposed to let Lewis Hamilton pass. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. Mercedes never gave him orders. I think because of what George said, like, no, I'm going to create a gap. People are like, oh, he didn't want to let Lewis Hamilton pass. Mm-hmm. But he, he had no team orders. I think it's very early on in the season mm-hmm. for, like, the principals to give team orders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they want I'm even drivers. seeing people on Twitter right now saying, I wonder if they're going to have um, Max or Checo take the lead of the driver's championship. I mean, we all know it's going to be Max. Max made sure of it. Max is Christian's baby. But it's so early in the season Checo could have been leading the driver's championship today if he would have got the fastest lap. Would they, would they, have, would they have been tied? Would they have been tied? I think they would. I don't know. Maybe my math is wrong. Um, Max is currently at, what, 44? So Max is at 44 and Sergio's at 43. But still, that would be... It's the second race of the season and your drivers would be tied. Who do you go with? I mean... I don't... Like, it's hard, so hard. <laughs> Especially because this track is unlike... Nothing... It was nothing like the first track... And they already had all the data and everything, and they did their testing on the first track. And so now moving forward, we're going to see what the cars and the drivers are definitely capable of. Mm -hmm. But already with Max and Checo leading by that much, I'm sorry, Charles has what, six points? What's the odds? Charles has a whopping six points right now. He is eighth in the driver's championship. Who's behind him? Valtteri. Shocking. That is shocking. I'm... (laughs) And behind Valtteri is Esteban and then Pierre. I love Pierre. I was disappointed with the Alpines this race. I think I was expecting a lot more from them because they had a decent qualifying. Mm-hmm. They had decent like practice, like lap times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was just no battle. Yeah. Like they didn't even... I texted you and I was like, oh, I want to see like a bestie battle yeah. between Pierre and Charles. Yeah. And there was none. Like, yeah. they, I don't know if Alpines are just trying to conserve their energy or what they're trying to do or if they know that their battle isn't with the Ferraris when it tef- definitely could be. It could be. But they just didn't, they just let them go. Yeah, it's still too early to tell, honestly, um, because Alpine could be battling for third. They could. And I don't think that we know where Ferrari's actually going to land because I don't feel like the, the data that we've gotten from these first two races is really consistent at all. 
Um, or it is, and I'm just super in denial about just it. Just naive. We're like, <laughs> no, it's we're fine. There's there's still a fighting chance. Like, yeah. no, if this tells us anything, Ferrari doesn't have the pace, and Charles wants to off himself. Look, I texted you yesterday, and I said that I don't know what Charles' future holds. That's just based on comments and stuff I've been seeing. And I want to believe that he wouldn't leave Ferrari, you know, based on Jules' legacy. But but Ferrari isn't giving him a championship. How much of this is he going to deal with? Yeah. And I think it's, like, it's interesting that there weren't team orders given. Because Mm -hmm. for the most part of the race, we saw Charles had the pace. He had the speed. He Mm -hmm. had, like, the... He was protecting his tires. Mm -hmm. Like, he knew what he was doing. And we just saw Carlos, like, not make any moves. Like, he wasn't battling he wasn't pushing yeah and so when charles caught up to him i feel like team orders should have been given Mm -hmm. to let him pass but that just didn't happen and i said i know this case that's actually got us a lot of hate but i said last week that i think pierre is a stronger driver than carlos Mm -hmm. i think i still stand by that because i just didn't see anything from carlos that like was championship worthy Mm -hmm. i didn't see anything from pierre either Mm -hmm. but i think that I just, I don't know what Carlos is doing in the Ferrari. I wonder if it's because, if you think that because Carlos doesn't show the emotion that Pierre shows. Like, Pierre will get mad, and you don't really see that from Carlos. Um, We don't see anything from Carlos. This is off topic. I was showing my coworkers everything Formula One related that I possibly can, Mm -hmm. and I showed them this video of, you know how there's a, like, grill the grid. They Mm -hmm. do that, like, this fun little. There's this one clip. It was, like, this or that U.S. edition. Mm -hmm. And I showed it to my coworker, and he was like, who is that guy that has literally nothing going on in his brain? It was Carlos. And then, and ever since he said that, every time I look at him now, I'm just like, oh, like, I feel like he just needs, always needs an extra second to figure out what's going on. Like, he can drive, sure. But then take him out of a car, and I just feel like he's just kind of there. I love him. I do love Carlos. Not saying I don't love Carlos. No, she doesn't. She absolutely does not. And I was actually going to send you a uh, wellness check when, what happened with Lance happened. Because you were so high on Lance last week. I still am. Ago. I still am very high on Lance. Okay, I think Lance is tired of it. people asking him how his wrists are. He's yeah. probably like, I'm fine. Yeah. I want to drive. And like, he's probably just like more pissed off that he wasn't able to drive this week. But yeah. I am very, very upset about like his DNF. Yeah. Like he had the pace. He literally passed Carlos in like that first lap going around the outside. Oh, yeah. You can't, it's so hard to overtake around the outside. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. still rooting for him. You know, Charles DNF'd that first race. I'm waiting for the day that I show up here and she's got her green hat on. I ordered one. <laughs> I ordered a Lance Stroll hat. I really did. I had to. I could not. one thing that you should know about us is that we are absolute suckers for merchandise. So I brought my Max car today. Oh, I need to get rid of this McLaren cup. Emma's got her Lando cup, um, Taylor Swift sweatshirt. Like we have our, oh, I'm wearing my Ferrari hat. We have our um obsessions and we go hard we yeah we are a a marketing team's absolute dream consumer. oh 100 <laughs> percent. we see it we want it we buy it yeah that's yeah, it absolutely yeah so i knew that that it was only a matter of time i got an got uh, a green hat i got a pierre alpine phone case as well yeah because i had to i can't like i can't not the last one i had was alfatari he's not with alfatari anymore no, I'm still I'm still rooting for Lance. I'm pretty sure he's ahead of Charles in the standings anyway. Is he not? Yeah, he is. Yes. Lance is, is up in seventh, so he's just one place above Charles, um, with eight points. And that's 
Yeah. I don't know. It's... I don't know Fernando, what's going on this season. Fernando's up to third with 30 points. So you just know that Lance wants more from himself and Aston Martin does too. And I think that this could be really almost detrimental to his career if Fernando stays at the top of the Drivers' Championship and Lance is kind of like... I think... No, I have so much middle. faith in Lance that he's going to wake his okay. way back up. That's good. Am I the only one that has faith in him? Well, apparently I'm the only one that has faith in Carlos. So. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Fernando, though, we need to talk about his penalties. Yes. Okay. We need to so just address all of that. We chatted a little bit in our second episode about um, time penalties. Yeah. And how those work. And we already had one um, for an incorrect starting position in the first Esteban. race of the season. Yeah. Esteban. Fernando gets a five-second penalty for an incorrect starting position. Um, so same as first race. Same as the first race. Um, also same as the first race his team and him serve it incorrectly. So the FIA says. Um, but there was a lot of talk about him serving it under the safety car. Yes. People weren't sure if you were allowed to do that or not. Um, spoiler alert, you are. Yeah. Emma did the research. She found the rule and she sent it to me that you absolutely are allowed to serve a time penalty under a safety car. So for people who are getting just getting into the sport, a lot of times when drivers have a five second or a 10 second penalty, they will come into the pits and before they have a tire change, they'll serve their penalty there. Unless there's no reason for them to go into the pits. Um, then it'll just be tacked on to their time at the end of the race. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. So what happened was Fernando went in, served the five seconds, left the pits, like mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. his tire change. Mm-hmm. But apparently, what, the rear jack touched the car too soon, mm-hmm. which qualifies as working on the car. Mm-hmm. So he was given another 10 second penalty mm-hmm. but Which he i'm very shocked that they weren't more um careful about this because of what happened with esteban it, last the week. exact same the thing exact happened. same thing happened but the only difference with esteban is it wasn't a rear jack it was one of the drills mm. that touched uh or like whatever the thing was that takes off that giant mm. mm-hmm. i don't know parts of the car but it was an actual like tool that yeah. touched the car mm-hmm. too early whereas the rear jack that you can't do anything with the rear jack except hold the car hold in the place co- yeah, yeah so they they tacked on an extra 10 seconds, but the 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 issue was they didn't tell him about the penalty until after the race. Yeah. Like he already finished, he already got third. He went and took his podium place. Got his trophy. He got his trophy, his anthem played, he celebrated the and whole then the champagne the whole night. FIA was like incorrectly served penalty. Yeah. Here's an extra 10 seconds. Yeah. Which is completely unfair. Yeah. Because they had 60% of the race. The FIA had 60% of the race to look over that pit stop to determine if it was served correctly or not. And they waited, mm-hmm. which makes literally no mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that if they had said, hey, this was served incorrectly, I think Fernando definitely would have pushed harder. Yeah. But he was probably saving his tires. Yeah. He was probably saving the power mm-hmm. unit, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, he wasn't trying to create a bigger gap because he didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. Because he they, knew he had the third place podium. Yeah. But the thing is, George knew. About the penalty? Yeah. Well, he knew that there was a potential penalty. So George That's was pushing. Fair. He said, we just need to get within five seconds of Fernando. When we thought it was going to be five seconds. He said, we need to get within five seconds to get a podium here. Yeah. And it wasn't like 5.2 or something like yeah. that. But then it ended up being 10 second penalty anyway. It ended up being a 10 so seconds, which didn't actually matter. And, the 10 uh, seconds yeah. was racked on to Fernando's time. Mm-hmm. Drops him back to fourth in the standings. George is in the middle of an interview and they're like, hey, you got P3. He's like, that's confusing. Aston Martin deserved it, but I'll take the trophy. Yeah. 
Um, and then we find out afterwards. I'm like, we're both out. Like, we're both doing our own things. And yeah. we're like trying to figure out what's going on because no one on Twitter knows. Yeah. None of anyone from Sky Sports knows what's yeah. going on. None of the team principals knows what's going on. And then it turns out that Aston Martin, I guess, Aston Martin Racing Director requested a review of mm-hmm. the penalty and provided seven examples of past times other teams had done the come in for the pit stop for exact same penalty where Jack touched the car and they didn't get penalized extra for mm-hmm. it. They were able to fight it and be like, this doesn't count as work on a car. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. And so his third place was reinstated. Yeah. Which is really shocking to me because the FIA doesn't take accountability for their mistakes. No. So the fact that they overturned that and said, we fucked up, I'm shocked. I think that moving forward, there's definitely going to be more, like, they're going to be more strict about it. Because they have the yeah. driver's meeting yeah. before every race. So ahead of this race where they said, hey, you can't put your tire over top of that, that pink piece of tarmac mm-hmm. that Logan Sargent did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, they, they'll they come out with, like, these little rules before a race. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make that really clear now. How you literally cannot touch a car yeah. if they're coming in for a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're going to make that very clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, we already know from last race that... The FIA is not messing around. No, no. So they're absolutely not. And uh, that was also proven in qualifying with Logan Sargent, as you kind of touched yes. on there. Yeah. So Logan Sargent, I don't know where he's he came from, but like he... Florida. <laughs> Williams. Florida. <laughs> no, Williams for that sense. Oh my goodness. Um, he was having a pretty decent qualifying session on Friday. And there is a certain part of the track, like down those... Um, down the start, finish straight, where you're not, the drivers aren't allowed to put any part of the car on. So no part of the yeah. tire, no part of the front wing, a side pod, like they literally cannot cross that line. They call it exceeding track limits. But I don't... Is it track limits? Is this I don't even think I it's track limits. That's the thing. When Logan Sargent was told, hey, you exceeded track limits, your time was deleted. Mm-hmm. He was like, you literally can't go off yeah. on that turn. Yeah. It was like the last turn, literally turn 27. Yeah. yeah. And it was like this tiniest little bit of his front tire mm-hmm. that went off. So his track was deleted, which sucks. But FIA is just literally not messing around. No. They're like, no, these are the rules. Sorry. You have to deal with it. And then, oh my God, and then Alex's braking issue during the race. I'm very sad about Alex. I was scared for him. I was like, oh, this man can't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to go crashing mm-hmm. into a barrier. He mm-hmm. didn't. He was fine. But, like, that came out of nowhere. Especially because he finished in the points last race. Yeah. I was sad for him. Yeah. I, um, I really do love Alex. And I was hoping for more of a race from him this week. But I don't know. Williams, clearly, they could fight four points they could i know 100 percent. and alex is a very talented driver the yeah. fact that he's even driven for red bull and groups podiums with red bull right that proves how talented he is mm-hmm. so i just i i mean I williams is, is doing better than mclaren yes mclaren so that leads us to mclaren i don't <laughs> i actually don't know like, what to say i don't i don't i don't know what to say i last year i was a huge lando fan huge mclaren fan yeah. like i love lando it's the Piastri curse. <laughs> the I Piastri think. curse? I don't know. He screwed over Alpine and, and now That's McLaren's. fair. Yeah. Yeah, because during what was the first lap, um, there was damage and then Lando yeah. took like the biggest hit of it. Yeah. And so he had to go into the pit yeah. and then Piastri had to go into the pit. Oh, but can we talk about how Piastri was on like 42 laps on those hard tires and he still managed to overtake Lando and Logan? No. Like, I know. I don't. I don't know where that came from. I have no idea. I thought if a hundred out of a hundred times that Lando could win a 
a race between Logan and Oscar and him. He finished, what, 17th, 18th? So there must have been more damage than we know yeah. to the car. He truly is driving a tractor. I know people have been making that joke. It is a tractor. It's a tractor. It's horrible. Like, it's not It's not where it should be for McLaren. Like, McLaren was fifth in the standings last year, were they not? And they're tied for last with AlphaTauri right now, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Yuki didn't get any points. Oh no. my god, we need to talk about Yuki for a quick second. I know, we're jumping all over the place. No, I'm sorry. Yuki turning on the radio to just scream into it. Yeah. I love that man. And then and then they took it off of um, the broadcast yeah. immediately. Yeah. They were like, oh, we can't have this. Never we mind. can't have Yuki just screaming. He literally just pressed the radio button to scream. Yeah. I've never related to that man so much before. <laughs> like, I love him. He was so heartbroken, though. Like, yeah. to be beat out by a Haas? Yeah. Hey, I texted you this after qualifying. Haas is the real deal this year. And I was like, no, they just have the one lap pace. And I did agree with you because I thought, well, I don't know. They have know. a little like, bit more than a one lap pace. They, like, again, similar to how I don't think Aston Martin is going to be able to sustain this success throughout the whole season. I don't think Haas will be able to either. It's two races, two for two. They're not doing too bad. I know. I, yeah, Haas is definitely surprising me. Williams is surprising me. McLaren is surprising me, but not in a good way. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad about it. Yeah. Because I would like to support McLaren and mm-hmm. like see them, you know, succeed. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard right now to root for them. Um, and then Ferrari, I just, they make me want to cry. I thought they, I thought this would be a track that was good for them. Like last year was. And I don't know what's going on this year. And I'm just. If we get to five races with no podium, podium for Ferrari. I'm I'm gonna show up with my Red Bull jersey. You're gonna burn the hat. I don't know if I'm gonna burn it, but I'm showing up with my Red Bull jersey or my sweater. Now I'm not saying that that's like a a sustained thing. I won't just like become a Red Bull fan again. But I need to rebel against this team that is rebelling against me. Yeah, that's fair. Personally. That's a good way to put it. That's <laughs> that's the only way to put it. It's frustrating because like we are Charles fans. Like yeah. he's our number one through and through. Yeah, but slowly we're just like losing our faith in ferrari but we don't want to lose our faith in charles yeah so but if charles is losing his faith in ferrari which he is which he is oh my god what are we gonna do root for alpine you can root for alpine. <laughs> i might i don't know i might take a second look at mercedes i feel really bad for lewis Lewis, I think, is entering his villain era. Did yeah. you hear or did you see what he said yes. at the end of the race? It killed me. It's like, oh, George got a podium. You must be happy for him. It doesn't really affect me at all. But I guess it's good for the team. Yeah. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He wants a podium. He wants a win. And I would just love to know where we would be if Mercedes had won, if Lewis had won his um, eighth world championship title. In 2021. In 2021. I would love to know if Mercedes would still be this far back from the top of the... Well, it's hard because it was, like, a brand new car it for is, 2022. Yeah, exactly. So everyone had to restart. That's why I'd love to know if, you know, Lewis's success at that point would have, I don't know, urged them to do better with their car. Does that? They're probably like, still doing their best. I don't know what's going on. You'd think that they would be doing that anyway because yeah. they want that championship. Yeah. Like, they want... They were like, we have... we. We have to prove that we deserve it this time around. Yeah. And they didn't do that last year. And it's just yeah. like, I said this not, I don't know. I don't think I said it on a podcast, but I've said it to you before mm-hmm. and definitely other people. We see that George 
even last year and this year, he's already outperforming Lewis. Yeah. Um, because he knows how to drive a shitty car. Mm-hmm. He did it in Williams. Yeah. He did it. That's actually a great point. He did it early on and like all throughout last season is he knows how to make the best of what he has. Yeah. I'm not saying Mercedes has a bad car. It's just not ideal. It's not where it should be. Yeah. And so George knows what to do with it. Whereas Lewis has been given a good car. What? Yeah. How many years in a row? Yeah, so and true. Lewis is an incredible driver. All these guys are incredible mm-hmm. drivers. Mm-hmm. But I think Lewis is just struggling more because he expected more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's almost like Lewis needs to go into the simulator with like a Williams. Yeah. <laughs> it's just driver swap, you know, see what they can do. Can you imagine that a driver swap if they just like, just for funsies, they just all switch teams for a race? <laughs> that would never happen. Who would you most like to see in a different car in that case? Ooh, I think I I'm would love think. to see Max and a Haas. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, let's see what he can do with a Haas. I think I'd want to see Lando um, in a Red Bull. Mm, okay. Um, I think I'd want to see Pierre. I was gonna say you in a Ferrari. Say Pierre. <laughs> Pierre in a Ferrari. See what he can do. Um, Lewis and Williams. You know, he's a seven-time world champion, one of the greatest drivers of all time. What can you do with a car that's supposedly? At, like, the very back of the pack. Imagine Max and Gunther being a team. No, I think they'd kill each other. Two absolute hotheads. They would literally <laughs> kill each other. Let's uh, petition for it. Okay. Maybe we we'll can bring that, that to the FA because they listen to everybody. <laughs> um, okay. One more thing I want to touch on. The race. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, just following the race. Um, Joss Verstappen. So, for those who are not familiar with Formula One... Max's dad was actually a Formula One driver, um, and Joss is hated pretty much by everybody in Formula One because of how he treats his son, treats his son, treats other people. Essentially, he's the most competitive guy I've ever seen, um, which is where Max gets it for sure. But it's almost to the point where it's super disrespectful to mm-hmm. Red Bull, to Checo, to any other driver on the grid because unless Max is winning, Joss is not happy. And during the celebrations, when Checo wins and he jumps into the arms of um, his team at the end of every race, the winning driver pretty much does that. And uh, you could see Joss standing there with the straightest face, not clapping, not smiling, not even looking at Checo. Like this is your son's team. Right. I get it. Parents are going to want their their own kids right. to succeed but this is like you it's red bull like you you should want to see your son's team succeed yeah. and you're on international television yeah and you're just gonna stand there looking like your son lost yeah like you he literally looked like max dnf yeah yeah absolutely when max went from 15th to second to second on the grid incredible drive i'm not a max fan you are i'm not but I, like, he's an incredible driver. Mm-hmm. I will 100% mm-hmm. agree to that. I, I was blown yeah. away. Just literally acted like he purposely drove into a wall. Yeah. Like, I just seriously. And I've seen so many clips, so many things on Twitter, on Tumblr, of how Max growing up mm-hmm. was r- raised, like, like, Joss was very harsh mm-hmm. on him. And so he always, he, like, pushed that winning mindset into yeah. his mind. Yeah. So now Max doesn't know anything else. Yeah. And, like, I just feel bad for him. I like, know. He feels, it makes me think. Like, like his, his upbringing must have been really tough. Yeah. Having a dad like that. I mean, I was scared to get into the, the van after a bad soccer game. And my parents were not Joss Verstappen. Yeah. Like, 
it was just, I had to answer for, you know, why'd you do this? But I'm sure that there's definitely some um, emotional Emotional damage, damage there. there. Yeah. I just feel bad. I think that this race showed, again, that Charles, not Ferrari, but just Charles, has really, really bad luck. Um, like, because we didn't know that. Well, <laughs> we knew this. But because he he started off in, like, not an ideal position, 12th, yep. worked his way up to 6th yep. super fast. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the safety car yeah. um, kind of overshadowed that. Yeah. And so his result like his managing to get through the field mm-hmm. as fast as he did kind of was forgotten about yeah. the same thing happened in russia 2021 him and max both started at the back charles gained more positions faster but because um there was the rain there was like the downpour yeah. um max got the podium charles got screwed yeah. over yeah so nothing against him as a driver mm-hmm. it's just literally just bad luck mm-hmm. and same thing as spa last year him and max both climbed the field together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Charles ended up, I'm pretty sure, with an issue, mm-hmm. had to drop all the way back. So mm-hmm. he, Charles has shown time and time again that he has a good driver. He has a pace. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He can overtake. He's a strong driver. But it's just one bad thing after yeah. another that's totally out of his control. Yeah. And people are like, no, he's like, he's whining or he's just complaining or he's not a good driver. I don't know like, how people just... can say that when this is happening to Charles constantly. And maybe this year it hasn't necessarily been strategy as much as it's been bad luck, like especially with the safety card yeah. this week. But last year it was totally strategy based that was giving him most of his issues. So I don't know who wouldn't be like very frustrated with that. Like you were had a bad year last year. Okay, Matias out of the team now. We've got Fred. Okay, but now it's just bad luck Mm -hmm. and at what point is charles gonna get a break like when does his luck turn around i know like ever please hopefully i don't know like i said i will still love charles but if we don't get a podium from him or carlos in the next like three races what what is ferrari gonna do i don't know especially like because this time last year they did win they this time last year charles was leading the driver's championship yep and now it's both red bulls and the Aston Martin. And the Aston which Martin, is, which came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. There's, you know, there's, what, 20 more races? How many races are there this year? 23. So there's 21 more races. Mm-hmm. I must say, I thought Fernando was going to handle the lost podium a lot worse than he did. Like, he was pissed, but he was like, he was like, okay. He, like, he, wasn't... I think he understood the reasoning given at the time, but. I thought he was going to explode because mm-hmm. we, he does have that explosive yeah. kind of mentality. But he was accepting of it. Yeah. He was like, okay, like, yeah, George George gets the trophy, I yeah. guess. Like, it's okay. Nick DeVries. I want to bring him up. Okay. 14th. Okay. I think... <laughs> I don't have many thoughts about that. I I think Nick is going to be a star. Yeah. He's I driving... think he already is. Well... Well, he was in Formula was. E and Formula 2. Yeah. Definitely Formula E. He, yeah. He... Is driving, ultimately, maybe one car. of the worst cars on the grid. AlphaTauri, I don't know what is going on over there, but it's just absolutely garbage. It blows my mind because AlphaTauri and Red Bull are literally sister teams. Right. How are they on completely opposite sides yeah. of the standings? Yeah. But the fact that he got points last week. Did he actually? I don't did remember he get that. one? I don't think he did. Did got he? Got point? No. Mm, no. No, <laughs> I thought he. I thought he came in tenth last week. Okay, um, no, our boy Alex. No, did. Alex did. Mm-hmm. I should have known, but he was fighting, yeah. and the fact that he is up in fourteenth, and yes, there was one DNF. Does that play into it a little bit? I don't know, but I think Nick is going to be like huge. 
And I think that because so. he's I like being Nick. groomed to be a Mercedes driver one day, I think. I think well, he's he was. pretty well known. Yeah. And I wonder if that will happen sooner than kind of everyone expects because the George um, experiment is going very well. Yeah. Yes. So that's just something like for the future, just, I don't know, keep an eye on or like pin this. Because I think that I come back to this, come back to this conversation. I'm just saying, I think that uh, Nick wasn't even in the battle with Oscar, Logan, Lando, those guys. Mm -mm. Like he was like pretty consistently up with um, Joe and up with Nico and Yuki. So I'm yeah, that's fair. No, I think I think that Nick is an incredible driver. I, I do want to see him succeed. But then that ties back into what if he outperforms Yuki? What does that mean for Yuki? Right. You know? I stand by my take. Was there hate on that, by the way? There was a lot of comments about what we said about Yuki. And I'd like to be very clear that we love Yuki. Yeah. We we don't think he's a bad driver. Him and Pierre as a bromance. I think we've watched every clip ever. We don't hate Yuki. We love Yuki. We love Yuki. Like, love Yuki. Yes. Everything he says, everything he does, like, he's a good driver. Yeah. We want to see him succeed. What we said last time about um, him only getting the seat because of the Honda partnership, that's 100% true. Mm-hmm. Yuki was backed by Honda mm-hmm. since 2016 mm-hmm. with the Formula Drive project mm-hmm. or Honda Formula. Hon- it was a Formula One, essentially, junior program mm-hmm. backed by Honda. By Honda, yeah. And then he joined the Red Bull Junior Drivers Program. Yeah. So it's totally, it's totally safe to say he has a seat partially due to Honda. Yeah. With Nick now coming into the picture, not backed by Honda, not backed by one of the major sponsors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he outperforms Yuki. Yuki's gone. Yeah. Or at least they're going to take a hard look at that. Yeah. Because Yuki should have the experience of, of driving this with this car. And it's just, this he's not. What, his third year? This is his third year. Yeah. And he's just not, you know, showing it quite yet. So, his contract's up. Is his contract up at the end at of the season? At the end of 2023. Yeah. yeah. Um... I think last thing I want to touch on, because uh, you briefly mentioned, you te- what did you text me? You texted me something about how Mercedes wanted Charles. Yes. So um, this is just something with the, the, it's not just Twitter commenters. It's like lots of the verified F1 accounts have kind of chatted about Charles and how he might not be happy. Um, I think that's pretty evident. And how Mercedes has shown interest in taking him on. Um, that leads, obviously, to the question of how long will Lewis stay in the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, can't because really speculate. But Lewis's contract is technically up at the end of this year. Right. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. But... No, I don't think Lewis would go anywhere. If he if he's not driving for Mercedes, I don't think he'll drive. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. He just... He does so many things in his personal life. He has so many other hobbies that I just don't think that he would, you know, take a shitty seat. No. You know? No. It would be Mercedes or bus. Or like, bust. He wouldn't, like... Unless? Now this is Oh, crazy. no, what? <laughs> Driver swap with Charles and Lewis, and Lewis is driving a Ferrari. I don't think I could see Lewis in a Ferrari. No, of course you can't see no. it, but think about it. Oh, man. I don't know. But Charles's contract isn't up until... 2024 yes. but we've seen that before with daniel yeah. ricardo yeah so unless his... they mutually agree to like part ways and if they're not happy with charles's production and if charles is not happy obviously with what's going on at ferrari i think it's safe to say he's not 
I think absolutely. Um, we could see potentially, and this is like a little rumor gossip mill. But, it's just, um, yeah, it's all rumors. Yeah. Charles ending up in a Mercedes and I'm not going to lie, a Charles George partnership. I think I would love. I don't know how I feel about that. I think I would love it. Because I love, like, I love a rookie vet dynamic. I know. You do. That so, is, So, yeah. I don't think I would like to see George and Charles in a, like, on the same team. But I just like, watched so many videos from, from the 2020 COVID oh season. Oh my god, the Twitch Quartet. The Twitch Quartet. Okay, so if you're new to Formula One, during the 2020 season, um, everything went into lockdown, and including F1. So, they were, their races were, what, postponed? Yeah. There was a lot that was up in the air. No one really knew what was going Quite on. Quite literally, the Australian Grand Prix was supposed to happen, and on the day of qualifying... It didn't. It just didn't happen, yeah. and the world shut down, and that's three years ago now. Yeah. Um, but, but the drivers had to entertain themselves. Yes. So, and the rest of us, yeah. Formula One um, fanatics. <laughs> so there was a Twitch stream that started. It was yeah. Charles, George, Lando, Lando and, Alex. and Alex. And they called themselves a Twitch quartet. And they just created the best content ever yeah it so was, they would they would it wasn't just them like other drivers would antonio giovanazzi would come in and but then um, like reporters would rejoin yeah, in and like yeah. interview them like the yeah. twitch quartet was what it was known yeah yeah so and uh there was just such a dynamic between those four and it like it, they're friends yeah. they're all friends well george alex and lando for sure for sure are friends and the fact that charles was pulled into that group just makes me laugh every single time i wonder how i wonder how well I mean, these guys have known each other forever, but I yes, guess. the fact that Max, or, um, geez, that Charles was part of that makes me giggle. Yeah. Um, they were so entertaining. I know. I miss it. <laughs> I also miss it. I miss their, like, stream era. Mm-hmm. Lando re- is recently getting back into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they were doing, like, simulator, um, races, essentially. Yeah. And they would ask the fans to, like, pick a, pick a... Pick a driver. track, pick a driver, pick a car, pick the conditions, and it they, was they would just hilarious. race. They would just literally just play video games. Yeah, and it was the best thing in the entire world. Yeah. Do you ever watch on YouTube the like funny like the, the highlights? compilations yeah. of it yeah. all the time? Yeah, they just me made too. me so happy. Me too. They're so little. Like it's not even that long ago, but no. they just seem so young. I know. I know. Um, my favorite moment ever from those was um, uh, Charles. Locking his ex girlfriend out of their apartment. I cried at that. (laughs) So Charles was on a stream and he was in his racing chair. He's got the video on him and he is reading off of like his new followers as they come in on Twitch and he says his ex girlfriend's name and then he looks at his phone and she had to subscribe to his Twitch. Like pay to subscribe. Pay to subscribe to his Twitch. So she could send a message on his stream so that. He would open the apartment door for her, which I think is so funny. <laughs> that just makes me laugh. <laughs> like, girl, why didn't he have a key? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that poses another question. Uh, anyway, and this relationship's over now, so <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's fine. But yeah, the Twitch Quartet was good. I miss them. I miss the joy that Charles had. You yeah. know? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's where, as a Charles fan, it's actually difficult to watch what's going on right now. You can see how defeated he is. Yeah, because like, he was so grateful to have that Ferrari seat. Um, for those who also don't know, um, Charles's godfather, his name was Jules Bianchi. He was p- basically set to take over a Ferrari seat. And right before that, we did touch on it last week mm-hmm. when we were talking about um, Pierre and what had happened with the crane on, on track. And uh, Jules unfortunately passed away in this accident on track. And so when Charles 
got the Ferrari seat, it was really special for him because that seat was for supposed to be Jules's. And the fact that Charles could kind of carry on his legacy um, was really amazing. He doesn't want to, probably doesn't want to leave Ferrari because of that. Which is my one kind of issue or um, thought about how Charles might not actually want to leave Ferrari just mm-hmm. based on Jules's legacy. Um, but he's got to do what he has to do for his career. I know. And uh, yeah, so seeing how happy he was when he got that seat and then unfortunately the COVID season happened and we saw, you know, his joy on those streams yeah. and, and getting excited to get back into the Ferrari. And even last year at the beginning of the season, he was so optimistic, yeah, hopeful. Yeah. And Ferrari fans were hopeful. That was the first time for ever in a while. <laughs> and I'd uh, like to go back there. I know. I'd love to. And now we just see what's going on now. And it's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't even really know where we're going to go from here. I'm kind of trying to lower my expectations. That's good. This is going to be for a really, really niche audience, but I want to play a game with Emma real quick. I'm scared, but okay. It's um, sorting drivers into Hogwarts houses. Oh my goodness. And if you guys also didn't know, my dear friend Emma here is probably the biggest Potterhead I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, Did you see all my Harry Potter stuff in the corner over there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say I'm also pretty big too. Uh, we're both Slytherins, but- Oh my God, we are. We are. Slytherins and Scorpios. Yeah. Just us? absolute, the, the, worst the worst combination people. that you could probably yeah. have. But I want to ask you what uh, you thought different drivers would be. And we don't have to do them all, but I think it's pretty safe to say that Max would be a Slytherin. Yeah. I think Lewis would be Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. I would agree. What do you think George would be? Because I'm getting Hufflepuff vibes from George. Hufflepuff. Okay. George Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, Carlos Hufflepuff. <laughs> Charles. Gryffindor. I think Gryffindor too. I think Charles is Gryffindor. I think Alex is probably Gryffindor as well. Yeah, I would agree. Lando is also Hufflepuff. Lando's Hufflepuff. Yuki. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> no. Um, no, you know what? I could see Yuki being Slytherin. Not gonna lie. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. I would say Pierre is also a Slytherin. Yep. Esteban, what do you think? Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. I think he's pretty smart. K-Meg? Gryffindor. I'm gonna go with Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Yeah. Um, we don't know the rookies enough. No, we don't, but unfortunately. what do you think about Checo? He gives me slight Gryffindor, slight Hufflepuff vibes. I don't think I get Hufflepuff vibes from him. No? I think maybe... I would say maybe Gryffindor. Okay. I well, think. That was hard. I don't like this. I might have to reach in my <laughs> I answers. I don't like this. I might... I genuinely might... Emma, it's fun. We're having fun. I don't think I'm having fun. I think I'm really stressed <laughs> out <laughs> about that. <laughs> it's okay. I think those are accurate. I would say they're pretty accurate, too. I wish I knew more about the rookies yeah. because then I would probably probably sort. Um, as of right now, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Oscar is not a Gryffindor. I also don't think he's Slytherin. I also don't think he's Slytherin. That leaves two options. And I, I don't think, he's, don't think he's Ravenclaw. Enough for Ravenclaw. So, so we're going to go with Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we'll stop it there because this whole Potterhead mm-hmm. could lead into a whole other podcast. Absolutely. Um, I would say that to end it... Um, this is hilarious that we even have to do this, but thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Like we kind of said in our first episode, this is really new for us and we didn't really have any expectations of like who would listen. We thought it might be our friends and our family. And we've gotten messages from people kind of all over the world mm-hmm. messaging saying um, 
They're they supportive. Love. They're supportive. They love the podcast, the TikTok. Emma's done a fantastic job with the TikTok. If you haven't followed that, please do. Track Talk Pod on Track TikTok. Track Talk Pod on TikTok. Um, and just kind of the fact that we can see where people are listening in the world. Blows my mind. We have people from Australia who listen. It's unreal to the me. Philippines. Yeah. Europe. Yeah. All over the States. Yeah. I'm thankful. Blown away. Also still keeping my expectations low. Yeah. We're just here to have fun. We're just here to have fun. And to have these controversial opinions. The fact that this is kind of already something that we could see ourselves doing for a little while is super special to both of us. So thank Thank you. you. So definitely follow us on our socials. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Track Talk Pod Mm -hmm. on TikTok, tracktalk.pod on Instagram. Yeah. Um, That's where most of our content is. Yeah. Also, if you could rate us five stars. Oh, please. Uh, four <laughs> will take. No for, no, no lower than that, please. <laughs> we're really trying here. Um, yeah, this has been fun. Um, we're going to try to do a weekly yeah. thing. That's the goal. Yeah. So Today, next week we'll do yeah. some predictions for what's the, what's the next race? The Daniel Ricardo Grand Prix. <gasps> They're going to Australia, baby. Oh, I'm so ready I for know, it. I know, me too. We well, won't get into that. No. That'll be next week. We'll do some predictions for, yeah. for Australia next week. Thank and, you for listening. Uh, thanks for listening.